It's time for the show that scours the globe for news that interests you. We've scoured a few other planets, too. Didn't find much. Coming to you almost live from their command center just beneath the Earth's crust, here's Jeremy Bray and Wesley Faulkner with Global Geek News. Welcome to the Global Geek News Podcast, a show that tries to answer the question, just what the heck is going on in the media, entertainment, and technology worlds. I am your host, Jeremy Bray, better known to most of the people on the internet as PCNerd37, and on the other end of Skype is my trusty co-host, Wesley Faulkner. How's it going, Wesley? Things are going great. I'm very refreshed after a much-needed break. Yeah, you're not the only one. We've had a, I guess, technically it's been a three-week break from the show, two weeks, or Three weeks ago, we had an episode recorded. It didn't record. Really good show, though. And then the last two weeks, there's been no show, because one week I was just too busy. The other one, my I had a show done, but my voice kind of gave out, so you couldn't really hear me too well on it. All right, and I was traveling. I was in Cincinnati with my uh, family-in-law, and I neglected to bring my mic, so we couldn't do a... Uh, a recording together, so that was partially my fault, too. Yeah, I think that was probably the night that I went ahead and tried to do the show, and my voice couldn't... My voice only lasted about halfway through the show, and then my voice was kind of iffy for the next day or two, and at that point it was like, yeah, screw it. But, yeah, did you have a good holiday? Yeah, I had a great holiday. had a great New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. Um... Actually, it's one of those visits where it didn't feel right coming back. Hmm. I'm not sure how to take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a good thing? Uh, it's a good thing. It means that we, I had a really good time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, my my break wasn't too bad. It was all right. Well, it was as good as it could get us with as much time as I spent with family, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Which... As I think a lot of people know, I don't tend to get along with my family real well. But, yeah, I got some stuff, so I guess it was worth it. Nice new chair, so now we don't have a squeaky chair during the show, which that should be nice. I always get people wondering, what's with all the squeaking in the background every once in a while? It's like, yeah, my chair kind of needs oil, but at the same time the chair's falling apart anyway, so it's not really worth messing with. But... Now we shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. But yeah, I was um, I was kind of worried we weren't get to gonna get to do the show tonight. Today was has been absolutely crazy. Had a crew here working on cleaning out all the heating ducts in the house, so that kind of sucked up a good portion of my day. Oh, okay. So that was what was going on. Yeah, I had work this morning, and then this these heating duct guys came and were here all afternoon they were I they have this decent sized truck that has this like huge vacuum system on it that they ran down to the basement and hooked up to the heater and then they were going all through the house cleaning out all the heat vents and 
coal air registers and everything, and it was quite the little setup that they had, but it was very loud, so even when I was trying to do stuff at the same time, I couldn't think straight. Yeah, I can see how they can suck. <laughs> yeah, I, the one of the guys that was working there, I guess he'd just celebrated 19 years working with the company. It's like, yeah, I can understand why you have some hearing loss because he could barely hear me half the time because as far as I could tell, he wasn't wearing any ear protection or anything and yet he's got his head stuck down in these heater vents with this... I don't know if... I don't, wasn't sure if it was sucking stuff up or pushing stuff down the heater vent to be sucked up somewhere else, but that thing was loud. And we're talking like jackhammer loud. So it, it doesn't surprise me that the guy had lost a good portion of his hearing. Yeah, that would not be my choice profession. Yeah, I don't think I would care too much for that either. There's a lot of things I wouldn't mind doing if I had to, but I don't think that would be one of them. But anyway, we've got a full show coming up. Oh, I forgot. Did you come up with any um, 2011 predictions? We were going to do that while you were traveling when uh, we were yeah. record a show, but that kind of never happened. Um, no, but we can do that at the end. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got a couple, but I can only remember one right now. So we can just move on and eventually we can hit that at the end of the show. But until then, we have our full bunch of stories, as usual. News has been kind of slow with it being the holidays, but I still managed to scrape up plenty of stories as well as everything that's being posted on over at globalgeeknews.com. I've been posting all kinds of stuff over there lately, for those that haven't been over there to check that out. Um, just today I posted a an 8-bit Halo game, or it's a trailer to a an 8-bit Halo game that's supposed to be coming out sometime this month, which looks really cool. Uh, apparently somebody's managed to get an NES emulator running on Windows Phone 7, although unfortunately Microsoft says no emulators. So, so much for that. But there is a video of the emulator on globalgeeknews.com, and it's worth checking out, especially if you're interested in that kind of thing. But um, Also, a couple of nice little tips for if you are a Google Chrome user and you have lots of duplicate tabs you can there's a video for how to prevent duplicate tabs in chrome something i wish I, there was an equivalent for in firefox so if anybody happens to find one let me know um how to essentially kind of bring google's instant search functionality to the firefox browser itself which is really nice and by far the most popular post today is some r2d2 cookies I don't know what the deal is with R2-D2 stuff lately, but I've been posting... I've had like three posts of R2-D2 stuff lately. It's like there was the cookies today. Last week I had a, a steampunk R2-D2 that got quite a bit of attention. And I think like the week before that there was a snowman R2-D2 that somebody had made. But Lots of cool stuff going on over at globalgeeknews.com. And on Wednesday night... I will be doing a live blog of the Microsoft Keynote from CES for those interested in checking that out. Make sure to be on global on the globalgeeknews.com website 
at, I believe it's 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern on Wednesday night for those interested in checking that out. And for those that want to watch the video and stuff as well, I will be, I'm sure I'll be posting the link to the video for those that want to watch and not just check out the live vlog. But yeah, there's tons of stuff going on over there. I haven't had a chance to get some tips of the week up in the past couple of weeks, but hopefully those will return this week. But anyway, go ahead and get into the stories, starting with apparently Borders is having problems paying its bills, and it looks like it could be the first casualty of the e-reader war. Yeah, and the story points out the difference between border strategy and Amazon's and um, uh, Barnes and Noble strategy in this ebook war. Um, it seems that they rely on a third-party vendor, and they, everything has to go through them for their ebooks to be sold. And they don't make their own hardware and have no control over the hardware. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was. I think under different circumstances, that might have been a strategy that worked but when you have somebody that's when when you have a market that's already dominated by something as big as the kindle and the nook and the ipad i think that's probably not the best strategy to have yeah i agree um they're they're not choosing to control their own destiny they're kind of sending it to a third party because it's not as important for them to bring in-house, uh, which is the wrong strategy um, and the wrong focus. If they're treating ebooks as the future of publishing and the future of their business, uh, they were treated more, more, with more care than allowing someone else to uh, handle all of that. Uh, I think another thing is that apparently they're holding off on their delaying payments to book publishers so that they mm -hmm. can help refinance their debt. If you're selling books, I don't think you're probably going to really want to mess with borders if they're going to if they're not going to pay you when they're supposed to. Yeah. Especially when you can just do it on the Kindle or whatever and get paid right away or I am not sure exactly how the payment thing works for the Kindle if it's you get paid on like a certain day of a month or if it's kind of like the Android marketplace where it just immediately goes into your account as soon as somebody buys it or how that works. Either way, you don't want them messing with your money and uh, you don't want them to use their money, use your money to, to keep it on their books. You're basically giving them an instrument uh, interest-free loan, and they're using it as such so they can have more cash on hand to use at their disposal when it's not really their money to, to, to keep. Uh, I, I totally would not want to do business with a company that's that shady. And um, the article also points out this is kind of how Circuit City started their spiral of death, is that people lost confidence and they started moving their business and their money elsewhere. Yeah, one of the things that kind of perplexed me in the article is that said that apparently Borders was thinking about buying Barnes & Noble. That seems kind of strange if a company appears to be dying and can't pay its bills that they're going to go and buy their biggest competitor. Yeah, I don't see how that could be a strategic um, play unless they want the brick and mortars. Um, but at this point, it seems that things are going digital and you actually want to divest in your physical... 
your physical fingerprint. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that... I don't know, I'm kind of curious to see what comes out of CES as far as e-readers, if there's going to be anything that can gather any momentum. Because right now, the only e-readers you ever see people have, um, ever see advertised or whatever, is the Kindle, the iPad, and the Nook. You never hear about any of these little third-party things coming out of Taiwan or whatever. So I'm kind of curious to see if there's any e-readers that may be coming that will maybe work with multiple stores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Borders, whatever, and be able to take books from any number of these sources. I think that would probably be could make for the best um, com- consumer experience as far as sele- um, selection of books as far as e-readers go. Which the I think iPad something like that. The, the iPad would be the only one right now. Yeah, that's probably but about the only one. You can maybe say that about the Nook since I believe you can hack it to run pretty much anything you can on Android. I, I saw some video or whatever of it a week or two ago of the Nook Color running Angry Birds. Yes, but does the um, does the Nook actually have an Android app that you can download and play in the store? I believe that it does, largely because the Nook itself, or at least the original Nook, was entire is was based on Android. So I believe there is. Uh, an Android reading app for it. I think there may... Well, yes, but I wonder if you could re-download the app onto other peripherals, meaning that I wonder if you root it, do you have to wipe it before you root it? And if you wipe it, can you get back the the Nook functionality? That I'm not sure. I, I haven't really looked into quite how the hack was done. I've just seen Angry Birds playing on the... Um, Nook to the point where it makes it look more like a tablet than just a plain old e-reader. Yeah, it has some impressive hardware. So I haven't thought about rooting and rooting a Nook just for uh, a tablet. And um, it's a viable, possible viable solution in the future. Well, speaking of um, tablets, I did see today that the Samsung Galaxy Tab or whatever, I think the price on that dropped 50 bucks as to where it's now $500, I believe. Yeah, at Costco they're selling it for $500, the Verizon version anyway. Yeah, so that might be another tablet to look at because I have yet to hear of anybody who doesn't really like their Galaxy Tab. Yeah, it's a a nice hardware. Um, But realizing that there's a, you know, better and a wave a, a better wave of hardware coming forward soon it's kind of hard to, to to plop down that that cash for it at least in my book yeah i don't think i would buy any major consumer electronics until at least next week so that by that point we can see what's coming out of ces this week exactly this- See, there's already been some announcements coming out of CES, although I don't think CES really starts until like Wednesday or Thursday, and then I think it runs through the weekend or whatever. But there's yeah. already been some stuff announced 
Intel did all their Sandy Bridge announcements this morning. Um, Motorola had their teaser, if you saw that. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, Motorola's coming with a honeycomb-based tablet. And uh, so they teased that. I did see a um, headline of a story saying that for honeycomb, it's going to have to have some pretty high-end specs. Yeah, dual-core as to where it's going to be pretty much tablet only at least right away. Yeah, well, uh, I, I saw that too. I would think that we'll probably be seeing some dual-core phones probably at World Mobile Congress, which I think that is, isn't that next month or is that later on this month? I know it's usually right after CES. Yeah, I really don't. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, it seems like it's usually in early February, but I'm not real sure. I know I'm sure we'll have a Steve note coming up here real soon, too, with what is presumably the iPad 2 announcement, among other things. But, yeah, CES is definitely something to keep an eye on this, this week, especially if you're looking to get any kind of electronics, whether it's televisions, stereo systems, tablets, e-readers, whatever. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Unfortunately, if it's announced, doesn't mean it's going to come out because remember the Windows 7 tablet PCs that we all saw last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably going to be one of the big items talked about on Steve Ballmer's keynote on Wednesday is probably going to be tablet stuff, Windows Phone 7 stuff, and I wouldn't be too shocked if we heard something about Connect for the PC. Oh, interesting. That, that, I think that goes into the prediction show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of more into the prediction thing. But I did see a um, story earlier today in my Google Reader about the company, I believe it's an Israeli company, that is the one that licensed all the Connect technology to Microsoft for the Connect. That they're getting ready to they're getting ready to come out with a some a, a similar system for the PC. So I would I would think that that would be one of the things that Microsoft will be heavily invested in as well. Yeah, we'll see. That'd be interesting to watch. But yeah, those are my predictions for CES anyway. But yeah, speaking of iPads and Kindles and whatnot, apparently 40% of iPad owners also have Kindles. Yes, so it's a good mix of people who have iPads because um, if we look at the numbers, so 40% have an Amazon e-reader, 23% say they will buy one, and uh, I like this 32, what is this, uh, 14% didn't even know what a Kindle was. (laughs) Yeah, that was the one that kind of surprised me, although... Whenever I go to a restaurant, I I pretty much always take my Kindle with me, and I always get the waitresses and waiters and everybody asking me questions about my Kindle when they see me sitting there reading on it. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, they've never heard of one or never seen one or something like that. Yeah, my wife got one for Christmas, so I've I've played with one a couple times. Um, it's an interesting little device. Yeah, I, I like it. I I wouldn't mind upgrading to the new Kindle sometime soon just because I'd like to have something with a better web browser and the better contrast would be a nice improvement. 
But at the same time, as far as this one, as long as this one keeps working, I'm going to stick with it because at least it's got the, um, it's the non-international version as to where it has the Sprint 3G instead of the AT&T 3G. And if I can avoid AT&T, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. She has the Wi-Fi only version. Ah. Yeah, I I don't see me ever getting just the Wi-Fi only just because there's a lot of times when it's like I'm out at dinner or something like that and somebody recommends a book for me. It's like, hmm, I'll check that out when I just jump right on and go buy it or whatever. But, yeah, this yeah. the stats on this kind of surprised me. It seemed to me that that was that that number is a bit high, I, or at least I would think so. I mean, considering 